welcome to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. This is episode 364 of The Big Show. And I am so thrilled you're here. I think we've got a really, really cool show for you today. First, I want to say thanks so much for for hanging in with me the last handful of weeks. Um, I don't like to go too many weeks in a row without a new show. Unfortunately, uh, two weeks ago, I came down with COVID, um, which is a drag. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm boosted, all of that. But unfortunately, I caught a mild dose that knocked me down for a couple days. And then uh, we had a hurricane here in Florida, where I live, uh, that also you know, kind of made things a little challenging around here. So I genuinely appreciate you sticking around and waiting for a brand new episode. Uh, and I think you'll really like where we are today. It is that time every quarter where we look at what the big tech players, what the AgFam, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft are saying about their businesses and help using that to help understand what's the state of digital right now. And if you look at what they're all saying, you'd think the state of digital is garbage. You'd think things are terrible. The sky is falling. It's all a disaster. And I'm going to be a bit of a contrarian here. I don't want to go and say everything's wonderful. I am on record this past July uh, on this show, talking about how to do digital in the weirdest economy ever. Things are very strange right now. I also think it's really interesting what we're seeing from the large digital players right now. And this is one time where I think we want to be careful about reading too much into what they're doing. Now, they are bellwethers, right? They are the canary in the coal mine. They have immense amount of data. We should pay attention to what's happening with them. Where I do kind of push back a little bit around the narrative, uh, on the narrative around tech right now is that it is being driven more by the stock market than the reality of what's happening with their business. Every single one of the big players, if you saw their stock announcements, everybody, you know, their, their stock prices are crazy. Uh, many of them, Amazon is announcing its largest round of layoffs ever. Facebook had its largest round of layoffs ever. Um, you know, we're seeing some real pullback in terms of the way that they're hiring. What I also want to say is that except for Amazon, and Amazon's a slightly special case here, Every single one of them made ridiculous amounts of money in the last quarter. And Amazon only failed to make a profit because it's investing in the future in a really big way. So even the layoffs that they're doing now is, you know, to pull back from getting too far ahead of its, ahead of its you know, growth plans, right? So I actually think the future of digital remains bright, 
despite some of the data that we're seeing in terms of, you know, the earnings that these folks are reporting. So let's talk about the earnings and then I'll come back to why we are where we are. Facebook by far had the worst reporting of any of the big players. And theirs was legitimately not great. Um, revenue was down about 4%, though it was technically up, actually up, I shouldn't say technically up, it was actually up in terms of constant currency, foreign exchange bit them a little bit. And they had a 50% decline in earnings. I don't care how big you are, I don't care how much money you make, if you keep half as much money this year as you kept last year, that's not good. So please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying, you know, oh, Facebook is great or any of that kind of stuff or doing great. What I am saying is that they still made quite a bit of money. They, they had um, their family of apps. Remember, Facebook, Meta Networks, technically, is actually two different companies. One is family of apps, which makes the social networks we all know, like Facebook and Instagram. And the other is Reality Labs, which more or less is Mark Zuckerberg's big bet on the metaverse. Family of apps makes all of Facebook's profits, uh, revenue rather, and more than 100% of the profit. Its revenue was $27 billion in the quarter, and it had over $9 billion in profit. That's huge. That is still a very, very, very large company. And they're seeing a big shift in terms of customer behavior to short-term video. What they haven't figured out how to do yet, and I emphasize the yet pretty heavily because I suspect they will figure this out, is how to monetize that traffic yet at the same level as they do their you know, existing Facebook platform, right? That's something that they need to sort out. They may not, but, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that's something they're going to figure out because they need to. Financially, they need to. Um, the Reality lab segment of Facebook, and I'm sorry, I can't call them meta. It's too confusing. <laughs> um, the Reality Labs part of the business had revenue of $285 million and a profit of minus $3.7 billion. So there's your problem right there in a big way. At the same time, we don't want to, we don't want to look, we don't want to miss the, the larger picture here. They've had earnings declines every quarter this year. And it has to do more with all the investment that they're making. The CapEx, Ben Thompson at uh, Stratechery made a great point about this, that they're spending a lot of capital in terms of trying to monetize their traffic as effectively as they used to. And that there's something going on there, right? That there's, that's probably a bigger piece that they need to solve for to make the company more effective. If you look at their monthly active users, they're still seeing growth. They're, they're connecting with 46% of the world's population. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp each have more than 2 billion users. And they need to figure out ways to put ads in front of these people, because let's face this, they are an ad-driven company in ways that they can monetize as effectively as they did in the past if they're going to see the growth that they used to see. I actually think Facebook as a company has got some bigger challenges, but we'll talk about that later. 
the part that you care about is you, there is a lesson you can take from this. One of the reasons I always talk about the hub and spoke strategy is that you have to have your own space that you own on the internet. If we look at what's going on with Twitter right now and Twitter blowing up and people saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to move to Mastodon or I'm going to move to LinkedIn or I'm going to move to you know Tumblr or something along those lines, is that anybody who's built their community around their Twitter following suddenly has realized, well, if Twitter goes away, I've got a real problem. So they've got to figure out where can I live for the long term. Facebook has the same problem. Facebook has its own space. But what they don't have, and the other thing that you have to solve for, is distribution of your content and of your message. So those are the spokes, right? The hub is your website. The spokes are Twitter, they're Facebook, they're Instagram, they are Amazon if you sell products, they are Expedia if you're in the hotel industry. Those are all part of distributing your message and your products and your services to a larger audience. Facebook's problem is their distribution is Apple, right? Is the app stores. Their distribution is Google. And when we talk about things like app tracking transparency or we talk about things like um, the death of cookies, that hurts Facebook's ability to monetize its traffic. So that's a problem they're going to need to solve. And there's a lesson you definitely want to take from that to say, okay, do I have the right hub in place? And do I have the right spokes in place to make sure that, you know, my business continues to thrive? So Facebook is having some challenges, but I don't think the sky is falling. Uh, Google, by contrast, is doing great. Revenues are up 11%, $69 billion. Profits were down. Their earnings were also down, almost 18%. That's a big number. Also, they had $17 billion in profits. It's not like Google's having a tough, tough time here. Uh, they actually reported some great news. You know, they said Nielsen reported that YouTube was the leader in streaming television viewership in, in the United States in September for the first time ever. Uh, this is also according to Nielsen that they that uh, Sundar Pichai and uh, um, the rest of his team talked about on their earnings call. Nielsen said that during the 2021-2022 U.S. broadcast seasons, YouTube reached more viewers during primetime on connected television than any linear TV network. Note the trend here. More video, more views of video, not as much success in figuring out how to monetize those video views yet. As a quick aside, by the way, and I think I've talked about this before, that this is probably bad for users in the long run, and if so, eventually for Google. Google and Facebook continually have to find ways to monetize their traffic, which probably means greater ad loads, more ads for every view, which probably means that that's going to be a less enjoyable customer experience for many customers, probably which then will create opportunities for new entrants to steal eyeballs and mindshare. 
which then could hurt Google or Facebook's overall revenues and profits and their trajectory. There's a much longer discussion to be had there, but something to be aware as you look at this. Now, despite all of that, Google is also still investing in its future. A lot of its decline in profitability were based on how they're investing in the future. There were a couple of quotes that I saw as amazing. You know, they said, uh, within this slower headcount growth next year, we will continue hiring for critical roles, particularly focused on top engineering and technical talent. They also see AI, artificial intelligence, quote, as a big opportunity ahead, unquote. I talked about this in episode 351 of the show, which looked at what's going on with AI and marketing, that advertising is the largest use case for AI and machine learning at Google. Sundar Pichai said in their earnings call that, quote, on the AI front, we're still in very early innings, unquote. They're looking at this in terms of how do we monetize traffic better, and they're going to invest in that. That's huge. And so we are going to see them spend a lot of money and potentially have lower uh, earnings, not necessarily lower revenues, but lower earnings for a time yet while they figure out how to do that. So again, I don't see that as a sky is falling moment. I see that as an investing for the future moment. One more Sundar Pichai quote for you, he, and this one's longer. He said, obviously, as a company, over time, we've had periods of extraordinary growth, and then there are periods where I viewed it as a moment where you take the time to optimize the company to make sure we are set up for the next decade of growth ahead. I view this as one of those moments. It gives us a chance to make sure we are, with clarity, identifying what are the most important areas and making sure we are directing our incremental investments towards those and as well as where we can realign. So I view this as an opportunity to do that and also being responsive to the current macro environment we are seeing. That's a remarkable statement, and it's a sign that they are investing for the longer term. They're thinking long-term. They actually hired more people last quarter than they had the year prior, even in the face of this, you know, quote-unquote challenging macro environment, because they're looking at other companies, laying people off and saying, hey, we can scoop some of those folks up, some of the talent up, to position ourselves better for the long-term. That's one of the big lessons I think we need to pay attention to here. If you remember uh, the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, when there was the bank run, and George Bailey, the main character, the hero of the story, is talking to all of the people trying to take money out of his little building and loan, saying, look at what Mr. Potter's doing. Mr. Potter is the villain, if you don't remember the movie. He's saying, he's buying and we're selling. He's using this as an opportunity to snatch up everything in town and gain control of it. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole thing about whether or not Google is evil or Mr. Potter in this situation. I will say that they are executing that playbook to say, we're going to invest in talent where it makes sense to. And if we can get that talent from our competitors, all the better. So think about that as you look at what's happening with the big players and whether or not the sky is really falling. 
Apple and Microsoft, I want to talk about really quickly. Apple was up 8%, $90 billion in revenue in the quarter. Um, big earnings, really good stuff. Microsoft, $50 billion in revenue, up 11%. Income of $21.5 billion, up 15%. Microsoft Cloud exceeded $25 billion in revenue, up 31% if we're looking at it in constant currency. These companies are crushing it. There's a reason you don't see Apple and Microsoft having layoffs. Now, I said I was going to come to Microsoft later. Um, my Amazon had a weird quarter. Their net sales were up 19% to $127 billion. AWS was up 27% to $20.5 billion. The annual run rate for AWS was about $82.5 billion. And that's amazing. When you're doing double-digit growth, this is true for all of these folks, by the way, when you're doing double-digit growth on tens and hundreds of billions of dollars, I mean, holy crap. <laughs> you know, in Amazon's case, they did have a loss in their core business, almost $3 billion year to date, based on increased expenses. They hired more than they should have. And so pulling back does make some sense. But again, I don't see any of this as the apocalypse. When we look at the big players, they're facing two big problems at the moment. One is that they make all of their money in one of three ways. They sell advertising, they sell services like cloud computing, or they sell some kind of other hardware. You know, uh, advertising, Facebook, Google, and to a lesser extent, Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft all make money on advertising. Their services, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft, of course, are the big players there, but Apple does a good number as well. In terms of hardware, Apple, obviously the dominant player, Microsoft and Google, and then to a lesser extent, Amazon have physical products as well. The advertising side has taken a, big, a bit of a hit because lots of companies like yours are watching expenses more closely. You're pulling back. So that's part of where they're seeing some struggles. On the services side, you're seeing the same thing, whereas companies are watching expenses more closely, they're pulling back. Google and Microsoft both, both talked about this in their earnings call. As companies have moved to the cloud, they've moved what was a fixed expense, you know, running servers, hosting servers, having engineers to maintain those servers, to Amazon and Google and Microsoft. They've taken what was a fixed cost and made it a variable cost and put the fixed cost side on Microsoft, Google, Amazon. That's going to hurt the consistency of their earnings, which is going to hurt their stock price. But it doesn't mean that they're doing poorly. It's just that in any given quarter, the amount of revenue they generate for cloud computing or advertising could vary. Instead, if we look at their behaviors, what they are doing is investing in talent, they're investing in AI, they're investing in ways to monetize the traffic that they get more effectively, they're buying when others are selling so that they can charge you as an advertiser more later, or you as a person who buys cloud computing from them more later. 
So don't watch the stock market so much. Watch their behaviors. Watch where they invest their money. And they're investing in the future. They're investing in how they make more money in the long term. Even where they're cutting in some areas, they're still spending in others. And so I think the lesson we need to learn is, obviously, be smart about what's happening right now. We're in a weird economy. Don't spend money you don't have to. Don't get too far ahead of yourself if the demand isn't there among your customers. But continue to invest in those areas that have opportunities for long-term growth. Continue to invest in things like artificial intelligence or in platform providers and people who help you do that. When I say invest, I mean, you know, partner with, right? This isn't meant as stock market advice by any stretch. But think about how you can use technology, how you can use digital more effectively to reach your customers. So I don't think the sky is falling. I don't think the sky is all that gray. I think we have to be smart. We have to look for opportunities between the clouds to fly towards so that we're setting ourselves up for long-term success. And that is the state of digital in Q4 2022. Be really smart about where you invest. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. Look for opportunities to continue to invest. Pick up talent where you can to set yourself up for future success, particularly if it's talent that has been let go by your competition. And continue to focus on the long term of where your customers are going to be and how digital continues to shape their lives. If you do that, you won't find that the sky is falling. You might find that it's raining dollar bills on you instead. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you, you can find the show notes for this today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 364. Don't forget that you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find there to have Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere fine podcasts are found. While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review for the show. It helps new listeners to find the podcast. It helps them understand what we're all about here. It helps get the word out about Things Out Loud. It means so very much to me to help build our community, and I would really appreciate it. You can also find Things Out Loud on LinkedIn by going to linkedin.com slash Associates. You can find me using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And as always, you can email me at podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. And with all that said, I just want to say once again how much it means to me that you tune in to Things Out Loud every single week. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I'll look forward to speaking with you here on Things Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as always, take care, everyone.